podcast. It's Friday, July 19th, and welcome to episode five of the Jetro podcast. We got everyone in studio this week, so that's good. About time. B Ford's back. He's actually a little bit busy at the moment because he's creating the Instagram account that we've been promising you guys for about the past month. Also about time. So by the end of recording today. Yeah. We're on episode five. We record weekly. We've then mean it. Either way, it's going to be up. We're going to be good. We're going to have that for you guys. So you could start seeing some videos and clips from what we're putting together here in studio. Uh, we do live stream our episodes now, and we also record everything. So you can see Kevin just missed throwing his water bottle in the trash. Uh, you can watch, Which you're not supposed to have in here, by the way. You can watch Bren uh, type on his phone, creating the Instagram account that's a little bit overdue. And you can see everything we're doing here in studio. So we'll throw that all up on the Instagram. But today's going to be a rough one, guys. And it's the Phillies' fault, honestly. I'm trying not to get worked up. And I'm honestly How can kind you of, not? Yeah, I'm kind of pissed they walked it off last night. We're recording this on Wednesday, obviously, following up the Bryce Harper walk-off uh, single to center field last night against the Dodgers. They went 9-8 to eight after giving up the lead in the top of the ninth. But this team, man, it's just an absolute embarrassment at this point, regardless of walking it off last night against the Dodgers. That performance they put in Monday, 16-2, to two, was an encapsulation of everything that this season's been. It comes down to this team not having pride. They're not playing like a team that has any kind of pride in their city, pride in their organization. They're not playing for the manager or to back up the front office. Or The players don't even seem like they're playing for each other at this point. And they're sure as hell not playing for the city of Philadelphia. I mean, you look at what happened at the game Monday night. Even last night, half the stadium is Dodgers fans. Outchanting the Phillies fans. Last time I checked, Los Angeles, West Coast or East Coast? West Coast. West Coast, too. Okay, we took a little bit longer. On that. No, my mic was muted. Okay. Well, West Coast, too. check that. Yeah. <laughs> How far away is L.A. from Philly? Like thousands of miles? Let's say – I'm not great with – Should we say 2,000? Yeah, let's call it 2,000 miles. A team from 2,000 miles away is taking over our stadium here in Philadelphia. I mean, we've they got have- our franchise player getting booed on his home field and getting called overrated and everything. That's the kind of shit Bryce Harper has to deal with on the road, but – us as a fan base letting him deal with it at home is just ridiculous. They had three sections filled of nothing but Dodgers fans. Yeah, and at the same time, I can't necessarily fault the fan base for this because the front office has straight up failed the city altogether. They went out and said, I I hate bringing back up the stupid money quote, but they weren't going to spend stupid money. And stupid money to me and to the rest of this fan base doesn't sound like a wild card spot. And now that's what we're resigned to. And you honestly can't fully fault the fans for not wanting to show up when you have players saying that losing 16-2 is fine and Bryce Harper getting on after the game and saying it's just one game. And then you've got the front office and Matt Klantek and Andy McPhail saying that the wild card is acceptable even though you went out and you traded one of your top prospects for the best catcher in baseball, and you handed out the biggest contract in the history of your sport, and you built a team by all accounts that was supposed to compete for a National League pennant and go to the World Series, or in any case, be in a deep run to win the NL East and then go as far into the playoffs as a really good team can take you right now in a pretty stacked National League. It's crazy to me that just a little bit past, about a week past the All-Star break, And this season seems to be over. I mean, I'm almost ready to call it football season right now with all that's going on. I get that the front office was thinking about 
the long-term effects about the Bryce Harper deal and getting Real Muto, but still, the short-term effects are not great right now, especially because the front office, they themselves are saying that this was the Phillies team that was going to make a deep playoff push. Well, the thing is, undoubtedly, you look at this roster pretty much top to bottom with maybe the exception of the bullpen, and that's a result of injuries. This roster got better, and we're not playing any better. And I don't know if that's the players not wanting to show up or not having the clubhouse environment they need to, but you look at it, you've got the bamboo plant stuff, you have the bongos before the game Monday night that Andrew McCutcheon's playing on. The clubhouse seems well put together. They seem like a good group of guys that genuinely likes each other, likes to play with each other. So that leaves me questioning, what the hell's going on with Gabe Kapler and the coaching and the management in the front office? Because these guys are happy to play with each other, but when they get on the field, you've got guys not hustling left and right. I mean, the Michael Franco thing on Monday night with him not running out a ground ball that could have gotten us an extra run in a game that we desperately needed is just the latest in, what, the long line of maybe five or six incidents where people haven't hustled this season? You got Gene Segura twice. You got Cesar Hernandez not hustling. You got Bryce Harper not hustling at points. And Reese Hoskins, who's homegrown, and he's really the embodiment of Philly on this roster because he's been here his whole career. He's not hustling at points. It's crazy to me that these guys who are so desperate for a win and need to stay in even the wild card race by splitting with the Dodgers or taking one of four from the Dodgers just can't muster up the heart to hustle and try and make that extra effort to make plays. Honestly, in my mind, that points towards the manager and Gabe Kapler being too soft and stuff that we heard coming out of the clubhouse last year over the offseason, and now it seems like it's trickled into this season. So (sighs) Gabe's coaching for his job right now in my mind, and he's not doing a hell of a good job at it right now. At the same time, though, you got to take a look at what's going on with the players as well. Someone's got to step up on this team, and no one really has. The only guy that you can think of that's stepped up to this point this year over the course of the year is Scott Kingry. And I love Scotty. We're pro Scott Kingry podcast. We'll die on that hill. That man should have been an all-star. He's one of the better players in Major League Baseball right now with how he's playing, but he's not enough to carry the team to the playoffs. He's a second-year guy who's – At his peak, a utility guy on this team. Even though he's playing real well and he's an everyday player, he's still moving around positions because he fills a need for the Phillies. He wasn't brought in and he wasn't given that long-term contract to be a cornerstone in 2019. So even him overperforming his expectations, someone else, JT Romuto, Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, Jake Arrieta, for God's sake, who's a former Cy Young winner. Aaron Nolo finished third in the Cy Young voting last year. Someone has to step up and have some pride and carry this team and be the player that we expected them to be. And it does look like Bryce Harper's doing a little bit of that, and he's coming out of the slump that he's been in. He hasn't even really been in a slump because he is having a great year, but we've seen it over the past two games. He's starting to wake up, and he plays up to his competition. But short of Bryce or Aaron, or Jake, or Reese, or one of those premier guys on this team actually showing up and having a plus performance for the remainder of this season, it's Eagle season in Philadelphia because the Phillies fan base is leaving quickly, and I can't honestly blame them. And all things considering, the attendance rates are still actually pretty good. For a losing team in baseball, they should be lucky 
that they have all those fans in attendance right now. Well, I mean, God knows how many of them are opposing teams. You got half the stadium is Dodgers fans, it seems like. So the attendance numbers are going to stay up because people can take over Citizens Bank Park right now because the fan base isn't coming out. Because just like last year and what's happened over the past three, four, five years as the Phillies have fallen off, the fan base is being alienated. And it's starting to feel like how the Flyers fan base feels and just distrust in the front office and the manager of the team and even some of the star players. There's just not the connection that there should be with the fan base. So I hope it doesn't get as bad as that situation uh, with the Flyers and how they've been and they're coming back on the upswing, but it's been some dark times there in the hockey scene in Philadelphia. With a season that splits half their time with the NFL and with the Eagles, how good they're going to be, they can't afford, the Phillies that is, cannot afford to lose this fan base any more than they already have or else they're going to drop back to irrelevancy. And with that much on the payroll, that's a complete and utter disaster for this franchise. So I'm fed up with it. I really don't want it to take up too much more of our time here on the podcast because they're not worth our time at this point. They're not giving a product that's worth talking about and deserves acknowledgement and deserves our breath because they're not putting in the effort. Why the hell should we worry about what they're doing on the field? It's just an absolute abysmal performance. So, I mean, we had the walk-off last night. Baseball is one of those games where you can get hot and go on a run, and maybe they will. But right now this team is what their record shows, and that's three games above five hundred, which is not very good. A lot has to happen right now in order for them to make any – they want to make that wild-card game. A lot has to happen. I think the ultimate coup de grace from Monday night's game outside of losing by double digits, is that they embarrassed themselves in front of El Presidente Dave, Dave Portnoy. No, but like that's the thing. They post-game, they had a bunch of guys saying it wasn't embarrassing to them. And it's just one game. How does that not embarrass you? You're getting beat 16-2 to in your own house while the stadium's getting taken over. You're getting booed in your own stadium by opposing fans. I know in Philly sometimes you get booed by your home crowd when you're there because you're not playing well and we expect the best from our teams. You're getting booed out of your own stadium by opposing fans because you can't put a product on the field that's good enough to bring people from your own fan base into your ballpark. And you're getting beat 16 16 to 2. We've got Roman Quinn having to pitch an inning and a third, a position player, because we don't have a bullpen arm that's competent enough to go out there and get three outs against another major league team. I don't care if they're the Dodgers. They're not the great Yankee teams of the early 1900s. These guys are murderers row, okay? They're a good lineup, and we're treating them like it's Mantle and Ruth, and it's ridiculous to me. We have to be able to put a team out there that can compete on a major league level with the amount of payroll that we're committing to this team, and we just can't. And you can blame whoever you want because, honestly, the whole organization's at fault at this point. <sighs> All right. Wow. It's summer. It's July. <laughs> what, what's the age? July 17th, right? This is a good days of summer, okay? It's we're a great day. To be it's a beautiful Enjoying day. the beautiful weather. It's a little hot out there. Brent's probably thinking it's way too hot, but – it's actually supposed to be uh, 95 by like 2. Jesus. I, I love that, though. It's, Saturday. it's beautiful. There's so much we could go out and do. Let's look at the upside. The good positive side of all this is even if the Phillies entirely fall off the cliff and they lose out, let's say they lose the next 60 or 70 games or whatever they have left, the Philadelphia Eagles begin training camp exactly a week from today. Seven days from the Wednesday we're recording this, so five days from when you guys hear this on Friday – 
Philadelphia Eagles will have started training camp. And I don't know if you guys saw this. The Madden rankings came out. Take them for what they're worth because it is a video game. Philadelphia Eagles, highest rated team in Madden 20. 89 overall. So I mean, where else would we be? I mean, they're good, but not a lot of people have them as the best overall roster in football. So it was surprising to me that the Madden rankings came out and had us in 89 overall. I mean, I was talking with my buddy who's a Patriots fan, and he was letting me know how the Patriots roster in the game, they have a better overall defense. And on offense, I think they have like seven players who are above where the, the birds are. I'm just pulling these numbers out of nowhere. But basically the Patriots are overrated. Uh, they're rated above the Eagles as far as individual stats go and individual rankings in the game. But somehow the Eagles are still the better team overall. So either way, take it for what it's worth. It's a video game. Madden is by no means a predictor of who's going to win the Super Bowl. But we've been hearing it all offseason. This Eagles team is good enough to make a deep, deep playoff run. And to have Super Bowl aspirations is something that's really almost taken for granted over the past three years here in Philadelphia. It's going to be an incredibly exciting football season again. Uh, We've got all these new pieces to look forward to. And just this offense in general. I mean, you take a look at where these guys are ranked. We're going to just look at the Madden rankings because that's all we have to go on right now. We're grasping at straws to get away from the Phillies. But you've got guys who are first overall in their position. Jason Kelsey's tied for first overall for all centers in the game. He's the top-rated offensive player for the Birds. Then you've got Lane Johnson, who's second overall for right tackles. You've got Zach Ertz, who's second overall for tight ends. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball. Fletcher Cox, the 15th overall rated player in the game. He's the best defensive tackle. Malcolm Jenkins is the second best overall safety. I mean, and the Birds are 89 overall with Carson Wentz getting rated at an 82, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, the guy ran away with MVP two years ago. If anything, like his injury rating, okay, put his injury rating at like a 50-something. But he's a better talent than an 82 overall, and – I think we all know that here, being able to watch him day in and day out and getting a good feel for the talent level that that guy has. I mean, this team's stacked. This team, for my money, is the best team in football right now. They're the odds-on favorite in my mind, and they're I think it's 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Or maybe that's a Sixers odds that I'm getting confused. We can fact-check that. But I, I, I would still believe you if the Eagles' odds were 7-1. to one. Yeah, but they're, in my mind, odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl. So you look at it, it's real quiet right now about that. Maybe it, we're still in that Super Bowl hangover from two years ago and still okay with having one. I'm not that way. I want to win as much as possible. And I think when it comes down to it, everyone in Philly feels the same way. But having an odds-on Super Bowl favorite about to start the season in a week is something that's incredibly exciting. Uh, and honestly... The way we've been talking about things on this podcast, we've kind of stayed away from Eagles news. The reason being is coming up after this week, the next four or five months is going to be entirely Eagles football. We're going to talk ad nauseum about how great this team is. It's going to feel like 2017, 2018 all over again. And we're just going to be able to bask in the glory of a really, really great football team. So, that's the thing that's keeping us alive through this Philly season. So. It's all going to come down to Carson Wentz being healthy. If this is the year he proves everyone wrong that he's not a glass box, then the Eagles will be just fine making their playoff run. Yeah, I mean, we need him to be good. 
because if I have to sit through another season like this Philly season where we're just uh, failing expectations, <laughs> we're on the ledge right now. The Phillies have got us right on the edge of jumping, and the Eagles are there with the big bullhorn trying to talk us down. And, man, if they don't do their job, we're in for a dark couple of months of Philly sports. Uh, but even then, I mean, looking on the positive side, not just the birds, because we'll, like I said, talk about the birds a lot more. But you've got the Sixers and everything going on with them as well. And the Sixers still show promise. Uh, the big news coming out of uh, Sixers camp is Ben Simmons getting the five-year, $170 million max contract extension. Uh, so all of you guys who said that Ben Simmons was going to go out to L.A. and team up with LeBron and A.D. and go out there, and, oh, he's going to L.A., there's no doubt he's only here until his contract's up. You guys can all go shove it. Ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76er for the next half decade. He's here. I mean, you look at the starting lineup now that Ben's locked up, and he's fully deserving of the max. We'll get into that in a second. But we've got Ben Simmons for five years, Joel Embiid for five years, Al Horford for four years, Toby for five, four or five for Tobias, and then you got Josh Richardson with three, and I know the third one's a player option. But in all accounts, if we're a competitive team, I don't see why he wouldn't want to stay here. You've got your starting five locked down for the next three years at least, and your core three players who are all 26, 24, turning 25, and 22. I mean, you've got three all-star and one is an all-world caliber player locked up for the better part of the next decade. It's crazy how well the Sixers are positioned to make a bunch of runs at an NBA championship. And this is essentially our team from now on. So go out and feel free to buy those jerseys, buy your Joe jerseys, Ben jerseys, Tobias jerseys, hell, Al Horford, Josh Richardson too, because this is the core that we're going to run with. And this is a good enough team to be the best team in the East for the next four or five years. So if the Eagles disappoint us, which – I really don't see them doing. I think they're going to win 12 or 13 games this year and make a deep playoff run. But if somehow the Eagles fall off the cliff and disappoint us, the Sixers are going to, as Jay Man has said, and I'll back him up on this, they're going to walk to the NBA Finals this year. Especially with how the East compares them, the Sixers got this. What I love the most about the Ben Simmons deal is that both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they both got a chip on their shoulder, and they both got to prove people wrong. Their chemistry needs a little bit of work, and of course, Ben Simmons' jump shot need, needs some work. But you know, they're destined to prove people wrong. I think this is their time is coming. What's best about this? You know, they're still young, and they got plenty of time here in Philadelphia to do it. Mm -hmm. So I've got a good one for you guys. Uh, I'm going to set a line for this season. Over under made threes for Ben Simmons. So made three pointing uh, attempts, made three point attempts in his career. He is 0 for 17. He shot 17 threes over the course of his career. I'll put the line at made three-pointers at 20 for this year. We'll put it 19 and a half. Under. I'm going to say over. I think he can make them, but I'm going to I'm gonna go under. I don't think he can do 20. 82 games. So 20 would be one every four games. I see his jump shot getting better, but... Like 23 pointers when he hasn't made a single one. He's going to break out this year. That's setting that's setting the bar high. What do you want, the under then? 
I'll go I'll go the under. I'm hoping he proves me wrong. I'm I ham- pray he proves I'm me wrong. Hammering the over on this one. Ben Simmons is going to knock home so many threes this year. It's going to be great. Probably going to be about 20 to 30% from 3 and he's easily going to crush that mark of 23s in a season. What makes this year different than others? He's got it's the only thing he doesn't have. He's got the contract extension, and if I'm Elton Brand and I'm sitting down and I'm throwing $170 million at a 22-year-old who's one of the better point guards in basketball already, and the only thing he doesn't have is a jump shot, and the Sixers, in my mind, are a jump shot away from Ben Simmons from being an NBA Finals lock. I'm locking him in the gym. I'm telling Ben to put up 1,000 three-pointers a day, and you saw the reports come out about him skipping he's not playing for the Australian national team in the world basketball championship or whatever it is he's not playing anything else he literally said I'm taking this offseason off to commit to my work for the Philadelphia 76ers that's all he's worried about he's working out with Tobias Harris who's a knockdown spot-up shooter in the gym he's in the gym he's posting Instagrams working this kid is going to figure it out He's too good of an athlete to not be able to just put in open jumpers. It doesn't make any sense. And it's at the point where it's sink or swim for him. And we're not throwing him $170 million if we don't think he's going to swim and knock down three-pointers. And you look at what Elton Brand's done as the GM of this team, where has he messed up so far? He's been a pretty good GM. He's a former player. He knows the game. He's had pretty good intuition with making these moves. And everything he's done so far has pretty much worked out exactly how he's planned it. I don't see him making a mistake of throwing this much money, a max contract, at a young player who he doesn't see developing and who he's not going to push to develop and who Brett Brown and the rest of his coaching staff is not going to push to develop and who the other guys on this team are not going to push to develop. So I just have a really good feeling that this is the year that Ben Simmons really figures it out. And honestly, if he doesn't, He's doing a disservice to himself and this franchise, and that's not the type of player that Ben Simmons is. Ben yeah. Simmons is. I mean, it will come down to that, but as of now, everything has kind of fallen right into place. They're right where they need to be. Plus, what has been the Sixers' like biggest criticism overall post-playoffs, post-elimination? Ben Simmons' jump shot. It's not like he's completely ignoring it. He's going he's gonna to work on that. And, you know, that chip on his shoulder that I mentioned earlier – Prove people wrong. Yeah, that and Joel Embiid's health, too, which I don't know if you guys seen. Joe's throwing up some Instagram posts. My man's showing a bit of a six-pack cracking. He's out in the Maldives with a shirt off, and he he looks good, guys. He's he, in pretty good shape. Still on a fast food diet? or? Uh... I don't think so, man. I think he's crushing. Uh, he's eating a little bit healthier. Maybe he went keto diet. I don't know what he's doing. My man's looking good, though. And that dude, maybe it's his uh, uh, SI swimsuit model girlfriend. Maybe she's got him on her diet or some shit. But he's got a little bit of abs showing. Muscles are a little bit more defined. My man's looking scary. And if Joel if Joel comes back with a six-pack and in really good shape and a Ben Simmons jumper, this team's in trouble. That dude's a <laughs> tank already. If he can run for about 40 minutes of a game and give you a lot of minutes and then have Al Horford in the couple minutes that he doesn't play, this team's going to be real good. You know, he should do, he shouldn't even uh, talk trash anymore. The second someone talks trash at him, he's just lift his jersey up, just show everybody the abs. Like, what? What now? Yeah, you know what's weird? I haven't seen him at Sips either. Like, he hasn't been around Sips, drinking in Center City. 
not that he he doesn't drink alcohol, but Shirley Temple's and everything. I mean, my man's getting serious. These young Sixers are waking up, man. They're kind of like, okay, they were in there like post-college, like we're ballers, we're going to do our thing. I'm not going to work on my jump shot if I'm Ben Simmons. I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A if I'm Joel Embiid. And now they're like, Kawhi hit that shot, and it woke us the hell up. It's scary now. It's going to be scary. You got me thinking. Now I have a – I have two theories. One, you think they were like self-aware and thinking that they could get away with like partying and like eating bad food, like during the regular season last year. Maybe I I don't know if it's so much. I think they just weren't pushed enough. Brett Brown, for everything you want to say about him, he leans almost more to the Gabe Kapler side of things, where he doesn't have that mean streak which isn't necessarily a bad thing there's some coaches out there who are really really good at being a player's coach I mean Andy Reid in football is one of them Andy's a great coach Doug Peterson another one who's just a really nice coach and honestly you look at the guys we have across Philly sports right now it's kind of the era of player coaches but maybe Brett Brown just didn't push them enough to actually be the best that they can be and he wasn't hard enough on them which is not his typical thing. And maybe the combination of Jimmy Butler coming in here and kicking our ass a little bit and showing us how to win and how to do things the right way and how to work out and be a workaholic, uh, coupled with Kawhi knocking us out and all the emotion of that, finally kicked him into gear. That's what I would say if I, I had to guess. The one thing with the Sixers, though, all that aside, they're still one piece away. They still need a shooter. And... There's one guy still out there who's been connected with the Sixers real closely, a familiar face, uh, Kyle Korver, who is one of the great three-point shooters of all time. He'd fit in great with this lineup. He's a taller – is he better looking? I don't know. He's a taller, almost equally as good-looking J.J. Redick, which is huge for this city. Why is that a factor? Oh, it's always <laughs> – come on, man. <laughs> you look at, like, the great NBA teams. They all have that one, like, sixth or seventh guy who's just – a good-looking, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six white dude who can knock down an open three. Where is J.J. Uh, Redick from? J.J. Redick is from – that's a great question. Well, he went to Duke. I don't know where he was originally from before then, but he went to Duke. He spent a lot of time out in L.A., um, and then he came to, uh, to Philly. Assuming J.J. Redick isn't from California or Florida, Kyle Korver kind of looks like – like a version of J.J. Redick that just spends a lot of time on Venice Beach or Laguna Beach or wherever out in California or Florida. Kyle Korver's just Cali, J.J. Redick? Pretty much, yeah. I could see that. But So Kyle Korver's narrowed it down to, I think it's the uh, the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Sixers. The Lakers, whatever. I mean, if he goes to the Lakers, he goes to the Lakers. The uh, Are we taking pictures over there? <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no idea how that turned on, to be honest. Okay, I hope well, that was not the deal with the Instagram that? account. <laughs> the, Instagram, uh, the Insta account is up. Oh, the Insta account's up. Okay, well, so are breaking any, news. Are there any photos up? Did you put stuff mm-hmm. on the story yet? We've got a profile oh. picture. Oh, <laughs> hey, okay, go. okay, yeah, we're you, getting there. So nice breaking one. news, we do have an it Instagram nice. account finally. Uh, so a month into this, and we're on Instagram, so we'll we'll get that info out over Twitter. Yeah, to check, where only took a month and a half. Check the group chat. Oh, something in the group chat. This is bad radio. We're in the middle of the show. Anyway, boom. Well, the live stream, they were seeing what was going on behind the scenes anyway. Oh so, my did you God. see that? Did you see that <laughs> one comment? Me? Wait, what's up? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to change the yeah. profile picture. Dude, that's the best profile pic ever. The profile picture is uh, me from the 4th of July. So, you can go ahead and get a peek at that if you want a good laugh. 
Uh, <laughs> facial hair is uh, something going on there. But, yeah, okay, so no, this is serious, guys. The Kyle Korver thing, he could go to the Bucks, who are our biggest competitor in the, uh, in the East. So I think we need to say a nice prayer for Kyle Korver to come to the Sixers, okay? So I need everyone. Are we, we going to hold hands? Like, around yeah, the can, we, can, can we put, get the lights off? Can we, oh, can we yeah, dim yeah. the lights? We can I'm put that clip on. Baby, hands. come back. No, we're not holding it. We don't have to hold hands. All right, we're going to dim the lights in here. All right, everyone bow their heads. We're going to say a nice prayer for Kyle Korver. Dear Lord and Savior of Philadelphia basketball, TJ McConnell, you died for our sins by going to the Indiana Pacers. Shout out your father, Sam Hinkie, our Lord and Savior, and the father of the Holy Trinity. We need you now more than ever to bring us a statistically superior shooter, Kyle Korver, one of the better-looking Sixers in history, great hair, incredible smile, wet jump shot. We just pray to you, TJ McConnell and Sam Hinkie, and the other part of the Holy Trilogy, Joel the Process Embiid, to bring us the shooter that we need to bring a championship once again to Philadelphia basketball. Amen. Amen. That was really touching. Praise be to TJ. Uh, that was just off the top of my head. I, I think that TJ McConnell spoke through me in that instance to the Jetro podcast to tell us that we're going to be okay. So I felt a connection with the uh, Philadelphia sports uh, gods there. And I think that uh, we're going to actually uh, sign Kyle Korver here soon. So we're waiting on that announcement to come down. But if we do get Kyle Korver, we're going to have all the pieces we need to make a really, really good run here for the NBA Finals. Uh, so that's all the basketball talk. That's uh, football as well. We'll really be deep into football coming up next week as we get into training camp and do a little training camp preview. Uh, now we also have a little bit of Flyers news. Uh, so what's new on the hockey front? Pretty much the only thing going on in uh, in Flyers world right now is that Paul Holmgren is no longer the club president to the Philadelphia Flyers. He just got promoted to senior advisor to chairman and CEO Dave Scott of Comcast Spectator. So Paul Holmgren taking on a new role with the Flyers organization, which has pretty much has been his MO for the past 40 years. He's just been a Flyer through and through nonstop. And this uh, promotion now means that Chuck Fletcher, the current GM of the Flyers, is not only the GM, he's also the club president. So I think that's a long time coming. You need, like, it's good to have, if we're going to put all of our eggs in the Chuck Fletcher basket, it's good to give him the control of basically everything he needs to run this franchise the way he wants to. And Holmgren still being around with the team and everything is going to be good, but, I mean, it's a Chuck Fletcher era, so for better or worse. I think for better. Because what this, this just doubles down on the Flyers moving on from the ways of past, because they were all about inner promotion, uh, keeping old flyers winning the system. And uh, now they're kind of moving away from that. Chuck Fletcher has been a more aggressive GN, and he has no, he, he virtually has no ties to the Philadelphia Flyers whatsoever. So he's not, uh, he's not buckled down to old ways. He's not buckled down to uh, promoting within the system. He's just all about making this team better for what it is without any emotional attachment. So um, all things considering, I think this is a great move. My only big concern is that with him being the GM and club president for the time being is that this could be a little bit too much on his plate starting off. This could turn into, you know, how the Carolina Hurricanes turned out when Ron Francis was both the GM and club president. Uh, he did some good things there with drafting their prospects, so now they're good now, but he's been away from the Hurricanes for 
a full year now. So once they got rid of him, they got better. So I'm hoping Chuck Fletcher doesn't turn into Ron Francis 2.0, but uh, but we'll see. I'm, I more so have confidence in him than concern. So That's good. It's good to have a little bit of optimism with the Flyers. We haven't had that in a while now. So having this new face almost, it's not really a new face because uh, Fletcher was here last year, but it's a new era for Flyers hockey, and hopefully it turns into a good one. Uh, we're about to hit a dead zone for hockey news coming up here over the next like couple months or so until the season actually gets kicking. Yeah, we're probably not going to hear anything until late August or early September. So, yeah, so uh, you probably won't hear from me f- for much for uh, for a long time, guys. Yeah, well, we'll get into birds news, and we'll have everyone moving in because it's going to be a really big Eagles season, so we'll, we'll talk about that in the absence of Flyers news or Sixers news, anything that pops up there. So we'll have the Eagles and Phillies basically from here on out as we go through the rest of the summer. Uh, now, with the summer, we're kind of in the dog days of summer. So while it's nice out, there's not too much going on besides like going to the beach or hanging out. A lot of us work on the weekends and everything like that now. So... In lieu of a weekend review, if you've been on any kind of social media or seen any kind of TV or literally breathed and existed over the past maybe like four or five days or so, you've probably heard about the big event, maybe in the history of mankind, that's being planned right now uh, through a uh, Facebook event, which is, of course, the storming of Area 51. They can't stop all of us. I mean, this is incredible. I can't wait, guys. Have you guys RSVP'd and said you're going yet? I don't have Facebook. I'm uh, So I didn't join the Facebook group, but I feel like I, I need to go. You got to RSVP. Have you RSVP'd? I'm there for the lols. Okay. Well, I've already said I'm going. You guys got to make sure you get on there. Create a Facebook just to let us know you're going. Jetropod from Area 51. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do a live stream of the Area 51 raid, but... There's so much to unpack with this. There's different subsects of why we're going. Like, are we going to just find the aliens? Are we going to clap some alien cheeks? <laughs> are we going just to, like, figure out? Maybe we're looking to find Tupac and Biggie. They're back there. I mean, Elvis, too, I've heard. Maybe we're just going for alien technology. I heard that. I mean, like, we're just going off of, like, movies and stuff. Area 51, that's where all the aliens are and stuff like that. But, like, what if... It's not even, you know, Area 51. What if it's just like Area 52 has everything and we're attacking the wrong spot? Well, that's why we've got to send a smaller group to go after Area 52 while we're also attacking Area 51. Just send subgroups to all the areas. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Wait, so let's go around and say, so when we raid Area 51, what's your reason for going? A ray gun. A ray gun? Yeah. So you're going for the alien technology? Oh, yeah. What are you going to do if you get a ray gun? blow up some trees or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's all I ever want to do with my life is blow some trees. There's not much you can do, but, you know. It'd be pretty cool, though, to have a ray gun. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it just, like, vaporizes trees, or do you think it, like, explodes them? I was thinking more on the explosion side. Okay. It's like a little green matter kind of shit going all over the place. Uh, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah I, cool I get plan. it. I get it. Use your imagination a little bit. It'd be cool. Yeah. How about you, Kev? Why are you raiding Area 51? Um... <clears throat> I want to see some aliens. Just see him? Are yeah. you going to, like, take one home? No, 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 no. I, well, I mean, like, if he's cool, you know, <laughs> I got to have a conversation with him. He? So it. you got to build a relationship with the uh, with the aliens. Yeah, with the aliens. Did I you mean, just I'll, assume an alien's gender? Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going there. <laughs> oh, 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 dog. Almost went under the radar. What are you going to do about it? You can't assume <laughs> you aliens' do? genders, okay? It's 2019. 2019. I know. How many alien well, genders are there? <sighs> 
too. Do they eat? What do they uh, eat? <laughs> that's, we're not getting into that. <laughs> uh, so just, you don't want to like definitely bring an alien. What if he's I, an I, asshole? I, then you can have an asshole alien friend. Like yeah, it doesn't well, matter. I mean, I'm bringing it Okay, in. look, I'm, I'm going to break him out either way. Okay. Either way, he's coming out. <laughs> but it depends on, you know, if he's an asshole towards me, then like, oh, you know what? You're ungrateful. You Are you going to send home. him back? Or kill him. No. Walk home. I don't think you can walk to different planets, dude. He's well, your responsibility. Alien, no, you don't know that. If you're you an alien owner, you accept the responsibility of taking care of your alien. So are you up to the task if you take an alien from Area 51? We got to know that yeah. you're going to take care of it. I'll like This is recorded. It. We have can send yeah. this to whatever PETA for aliens is if you don't take care of your have alien. You, have you ever seen that one movie? Um, E.T. Not E.T. I was no, that's too mainstream. E. There's a comedian... Oh, I um, know which one you're talking Paul. about. Paul? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Paul? I haven't seen Paul, but I, I saw like the trailer it. for I Paul. Trailer I will. Too, yeah. It's uh, basically this alien's a little shit. Yeah. And uh, really funny movie. Definitely recommend. But that that's what it'll be like. So you're looking for Paul? I'm looking for Paul. Okay. Now, back to E.T. How did E.T. leave? I can't remember. He rode a bicycle. Did he actually ride a bike and just no. made Okay. Like no, the, I think didn't no, he get like so beamed up or some shit. His, yeah, his Kinda family sort of. like found him. Yeah, and it was right. like, because oh, he beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he did phone call. yeah. So I be- it's been forever since I've seen that movie, but from what I remember, so he's it's E. T. and the kid on the bike. So E. T. basically gave I think the kids Elliot gave them the power to basically jump 50 feet in the air over a bunch of cops that was blocking their way. Yeah, that's and when they were flying, but he actually got beamed up at the end. That's how he like left. I think the spaceship was on the ground in that movie. Was, was it? it? I think so, yeah. And I think Isn't there multiple ET movies? No, I think there's I just know. the one. I thought there was hmm. Oh, we'll have to go back and review the ET tape. Which what what other ET movies do you know about? ET2? E. <laughs> yeah, E.T. I thought there was a remake. Extraterrestrial? Yeah. yeah. Extra extraterrestrial. Ah, uh, E.E.T. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the name of a comedy. E squared T. E squared T. Now, this summer, E.T.'s going extra, extraterrestrial. He's going to Nasu Bahamas. <laughs> E.E.T. Rated R. So what are you going to storm in Area 51 for? What I'm going to storm in there for? Ooh. I'm storming in to destroy their time travel device. Destroy it. Not bring it back for myself, but actually destroy it. And actually raid the... Uh, whatever pills or uh, devices they use to keep me to live forever. Okay, destroying the time travel device is a dick move, dude. Do you know how much good you could do with the time travel device? Do you know how much yeah. bad you can do with are the you, time travel device? Are you device? anti-killing baby Hitler? Have you not seen <laughs> Butterfly Effect? Okay. it's yeah. wor- Are you anti-killing uh, no. baby Hitler? Answer the question. I'm not. Well, imagine how much worse you can do. What do you mean? Worse than Hitler? Like, if you ever read... Uh, that Ray Bradbury story? I don't really do much reading. All right. So he, it's, this is what inspired the movie The Butterfly Effect. So they go back in time to the prehistoric eras, and a guy steps on a butterfly, and he ends up ruining uh, time permanently. They thought they were in a bad time to begin with, and they ended up making the future much bleaker and much but worse. But, dude, there's a part of The Butterfly Effect where Ashton Kutcher wakes up, and he's like this dope-ass frat dude who's just piping out the hot girl who's got everything going for him. So you could make it so much better. And I for I don't one, want to take that risk and of I making for, things and so I much worse. And I, for one, think killing baby Hitler would probably make the future better. 
I don't know. Stalin was just as evil. So they unless, kill you, baby kill, unless you kill baby Stalin you too, options. yeah, we'll just go on you, a could, spree. you could kill all of the babies that you want if you go back in history. Okay, if you go back in time. Did you ever see that Family Guy, where like Peter goes back in time to live like the bachelor life, and and just like keeps forgetting to meet Lois? Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a Back to the like, Future parody. Everything that went bad goes good. It's like, I, Peter, I, I don't think you can beat Lois. Like, yeah. the world is so much better without this. And it's, See? That's it's what you can do, too. There's two sides to every coin. Yeah. There but are the, two sides to every coin. I'm the, just afraid it, we're going to have a bleaker future if I don't destroy don't the time worry, travel device. Oh, wait, but you wouldn't know that it's a bleaker future. I wouldn't know, and I don't need to know. This could well, be the bleaker well, future. This Somebody could be. Know, could be. This could be. This yeah. future's pretty bleak. I don't know if you watch the Phillies lately. Can you go back and, like, <laughs> they got to think long-term as well. Not just short term, but long term. If I went back in time, that probably honestly would be over like killing baby Hitler and everything. I'd fix Philadelphia sports. So would you? So all right. So how would you do that using the time machine? Go back, make myself a scout, tell them who to draft. Why wouldn't you just make yourself the GM? Same thing. Whatever. Make <laughs> myself the GM, scout, whatever I need to be. Tell them who to draft. Draft the best players. I draft Tom Brady in the like the fourth round. That's how far I draft go. Mike Trout. I trade up to get Mike Trout. Like, but who? How? But yeah, still, like, just because Tom Brady did well with the Patriots, that's why Tom Brady would make a great Eagle. I'd be like Back to the Future race steals, steals like the sports book and knows who wins the World Series when and all this shit. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. But you could I just know all of it. But think I, about this, dude. You could f things up for the future so that way. The Eagles would never win a Super Bowl. What do you mean? And what? Not if you get all the best players. You're gonna win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Would yeah, you make it so that there's that. no salary cap or? No, it doesn't matter about the salary cap. You could put together, like, just drafting the right players and having them on the right contracts. If you get every draft pick right, you're going to win every Super Bowl. So I just make them champions forever. I'm also going to fight your, uh, your live forever pills or whatever thing. Living forever would be the worst thing in the world. Like, right. Well, it, it depends on if you stay the same age you are. Okay. Like, if, nah, if you just keep living keep... on... Like, I don't want to be 2,000 years old or something. Yeah, but 24 kind of sucks. I don't really want to be 24 <laughs> forever, too. I want to be, like, maybe, like, 19, 20 forever. That would be a good age right there. Anything they, past that, though, it's all downhill. You guys will see. 19, 20 sucks. Yeah. yeah. Everything sucks, guys. Being all, This sucks, okay? I don't Life being, sucks. Being 25 I don't want to is live pretty forever. good. I don't want so, to be any age forever. I don't want to live forever. I would much rather be 25 than 18. Are you kidding me, dude? I would want to live forever. I'd be like a wandering wise hobo. <laughs> just living forever. Yeah, but then you're like alive forever. Yeah. Damn. That means no. that means you can't I'm die. Not feeling it. Meaning, can't die. yeah, you, you just Well what if die. it was a device I'm out on that. What if that it means... was a device where you could choose how long you get to live? Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Alright. Set that to the big sideways eight. Look at the That's finale. probably in there. Okay. Look, look at the front side. <laughs> if, if you live forever, you can fight Thanos. Thanos okay. is not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, this doesn't well, all, could, all of a sudden put you in the Marvel that, Universe. We're assuming that everything we've been talking about for the past 15 minutes is also is, real. So Is in Area 51. So Thanos could be in Area 51, okay? We I don't mean, know. I, live long I enough guess. to see Thanos. You think Thanos the, is in the future? The Area 51 people killed Stanley. I'm sure the Marvel Lee. movies are like set in present day. Yeah, but something's in the future. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Something <laughs> is in the future. <laughs> indisputable fact the future does hold something okay well i for one for area 51 i'm going to clap some alien cheeks <laughs> all right have you seen alien 
Aliens. What do you mean aliens? Have I seen the movie? The franchise, the movie, like Alien, like the one where it's the evil thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. I mean, I know what it is. Why? Well, you think that's in there? No, I'm just saying if you clap alien cheeks, who knows? All right. Who knows what? You know what? Never mind. Spit it out. No, no, no. continue with that train of thought. There's a scene. There's a scene in the movie where there's a little baby alien. So there's a. I'm not making babies. Pull (laughs) out, son. Pull out. I'm just saying. I don't have enough financial support <laughs> to have a child right now. Come on, man. I'm just going to go. I'm just like, saying accidents happen. Could you imagine? It's like, still look at Look at aliens in pop culture, though. Like, there's some smoke show aliens out there. What? what, what? Yeah, but the most famous one <laughs> are the evil aliens from the Alien franchise. I mean, so. look at, like, the Men in Black where the one alien, like, takes over and just makes, like, the supermodel body. And that's Men in Black 2. Oh. oh okay. Ridiculous. All right. But, look at, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gamora from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Smoke show. Okay. Your sister's kind of right. like dominatrix too. I'm kind of into that. that. That would be dope. Like, yo, there's some hot aliens out there. I mean, yeah, but when I think of an alien, I think of like, I don't know, just like some small green dude, like nothing, I nothing think of attractive. That meme alien that's doing like that weird dance. Oh yeah, the little like robot like. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm just trying to find hot aliens <laughs> and try and pick up a hot alien right. or two. I want to be the first guy in history to hook up with an alien. That's respectable. Yeah, the aliens are probably just like some kind of plant. Or whatever. That's probably like all the alien life they have there. That would be such a disappointment like for everyone reading Alien Fifty One for all these aliens, and it's just a bunch of plants they got from uh, from other uh, universes and planets. <laughs> that would be a shame if it was like hundreds of thousands of people die. It's just like some fucking sunflower from Mars. Yeah. Be or is that a cup of water from yeah. Mars? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. Wait. So the other part of the raid, there's all these complex plans on how to get in. Uh, what part of the raid? Like what group? would you want to be a part of first wave first wave first wave but why the first wave multiple parts of the first wave are you going to be a naruto runner you want to be in I, with the okay. kyles I'm so a naruto runner. i want to be, runner. Yeah. I want to be to with the kyles okay be, I, if i had I to be first be wave i would also be with the kyles <laughs> why why the kyles because they're just crazy they just take everything like monster energy yeah yeah see you're hyped up on monster so you can run faster than the naruto run i don't know why i say it's so weird Naruto. But Naruto. Naruto. Um, so, hyped up on Monster Energy, you could run faster than Naruto. And also, you'll just be deranged. So, I, I think you're underestimating there. how aerodynamic the Naruto run is. Yeah, it's <laughs> like very. Have you seen it? I have. What if it was a Kyle Naruto hybrid? That would be interesting. Kyle Ain't no areas. Like Kyles don't have the finesse to be to do the Naruto. Run. You don't think so? But a hybrid, no, a hybrid, they go crazy. They just see red as soon as they taste monster. They they're not gonna be able to think straight but enough. Dude, that. imagine how unstoppable that would be. Area fifty one ain't got no shot if they're dealing with Naruto Kyle hybrids. Yeah, that's true. Like Naruto Kyle hybrid theories. It's a little plus bit if they're unpredictable, they wouldn't know how to stop them. So yeah, it's that, a little bit. That's short. all. Area fifty one is just. Kyle Naruto hybrids. <laughs> I hope not. God, that's what they're God hiding. help us all. If that's what's in there. No, no I'm, I'm going to be seen the diagram. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I'm going to be a part of the back group that's just the rest of us sneaking in. Wait, uh, okay. I, yeah. I haven't seen this. Diagram. So, I don't know if I saw the same one that everyone else did, but on the the west wing of Area 51, it's just a huge like. That's the first wave. So it's all west wing. Mm-hmm. Then north, there's going to be two different second waves that come in. At different angles, so like north and like northwest, mm. and then there's also a tunnel group. Oh, a tunnel group! I yeah. haven't seen the tunnel group. I didn't there's, know tunnels were viable. Yeah. So the southeast is a tunnel, 
that that they've been working on, quote unquote. Hmm. So you can come in that way too. If you Interesting. Want. So there's three different waves. Okay. Now, what do we actually think is going to happen with this shit? I feel like only crazy people are going to show up. You think people will actually show I up? I think there's at least one person is yeah. showing up. There's at least one person. There's so many people saying they're going to this shit. Someone's got to show up. Well, okay. There's, oh, yeah. there's, you got Keanu Reeves I, saying he's going. You got Dwayne Rock Johnson wait, saying I think he's going. Those are all fake. If, yeah, they might Are be we sure fake. about that? Yeah, those are all like fake Snapchat. If Keanu Reeves is going, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will back that man up. If I don't know. Just one person ends up there. This will be the. This is like meme historics right here. Like, yeah. No, I have no doubt. I have no doubt people are showing up because there's a doomsday preppers, like the conspiracy theorists. Like, yeah. there's there has to be people, people that are showing up. There. I'm kind of nervous though. Like, what happens? Do they shoot them all? They said the air force is ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It turns into transformers. That's when an air. Dear one. God! And is it worth it to go? No, that's far. If you're gonna die, <laughs> then it's not worth it. I mean, I mean, will we get well, shot if we're just there watching? Mm, I don't know. I mean, depends on. I, I assume if there's a first wave to barrel in for Area 51 <laughs> and you're in the back just watching, they're not gonna be like, "Oh, hey, wait, don't don't shoot that guy. He's just a spectator." Yeah. We'll, we'll bring the popcorn. We'll go and just watch cross, the whole thing. It's gonna be crossfire. We'll just we'll just wear yeah, some uh, some orange vests or like yellow vests, and that means we're just you know, don't shoot the crew yeah. <laughs> in the back. We're, we're just, just here for construction. Camera we'll crew. bring some. Uh, we'll bring some. Uh, Binoculars, like high-powered stuff. Watch yeah. from a safe distance. Yeah. All jokes aside, this is going to be like one of the crazier moments in history. Yeah. yeah. If if it actually happens. What's the date? September twentieth. Yep. Yeah. Here's what I think is going to happen. Calendars, folks. September I think twentieth, twenty nineteen. I think on that day, which in the words of Bob Salter are going to be a day in our lives that we will never forget. <laughs> I think a hundred people are going to show up just to prove a point. That's it. They're yeah. not there. For Area 51 and all, they're just there See, to prove a point. But at the that same is, time, I like that. They're what? just there to be like, hey, look, this is what the internet can do. We can all gather. Yeah. 4chan yeah. style. But at the, so how, so how wide is the like no trespassing zone? Like, I have no idea. Because are there, it's got to be huge. If people show Probably. up, are they going to stay in outside of the no trespassing zone or are they just going to go right up? It's not like all the buildings are right there. And I then think there's they a little intend, fence. There's yeah. no trust. Like, well, it's, you know, I, I, that's what I meant. I would guess they intend on trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just, well, just yeah. a wild shot there. This is, is going to be an event where it's like your kids are going to ask you, like, Dad, where were you on September 20th, 2019? <laughs> yeah. Area were, 51 raid. Were you at Area 51? Dude, speaking of you know what I don't put it's past like, the government? <laughs> I, I don't put past them, like, making the outside of Area 51 a nuclear bomb testing zone, and then all these people are just going to trespass in the bomb no, test zone and no. just drop something there. I do not put the government past that. I mean, I here's the thing. There's, like, tourist sites all around this place. There's just a certain area you can't go. So I don't think there's any problem with, like, radioactivity or anything. They also have so many people working there. If it was, like, a Chernobyl-type shit, they wouldn't have, like, guards constantly on site and everything. Like, I think it's... I, I think if it was something like that, it wouldn't be like a Facebook message that says, don't come here. It's trespassing. It'd be like a public news announcement. Like, Hey, you're, you're probably going to die. Gonna die. Yeah. 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 Either way. Oh, this gonna be right. an also, let's not forget about Indiana Jones and the crystal skull 
What? Area 51. You're referencing never, the worst of the Indiana that. Jones movies? I am referencing the worst Indiana... All right, it wasn't bad all the way I've up until the end. It. But so they found an alien skull. It, no, the vast 51. majority of it was bad. They found an... I'm not saying it was um, all bad, but the vast majority of it was. The quality came. of the movie aside, they they found an alien skull in Area 51 yeah. in Indiana Jones. Yeah, and it was a crystal skull. And then at the very end of the movie, spoilers alert, uh, aliens showed up. And then killed the the, the bad guys. Spoilers alert! Spoilers, <laughs> Spoilers alert! <laughs> All right, Dude, maybe I missed. Aliens <laughs> was the last thing we were expecting from that movie. Yeah, and we watched that scene, and I'm like, I was 13 years old when I watched that movie, and even that made me go, "What the actual fuck?" Yeah, that made the atomic bomb and the fridge scene oh, yeah. in that movie look normal by comparison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been forever. Yeah. I don't. I remember the skull. That's about it. I never saw it once. Yeah, the, I heard it was you, you terrible. Don't have to watch and I never, it. never got it. As long as you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're fine. There used to be Jump the Shark, and now there's remember. Nuke the Fridge. Nuke the Fridge. Nuke the Fridge. So you yeah. remember jumping the shark from uh, that reference from Fonzie? Oh, uh, they're they're okay. too young for that. Um, so you not know Kevin's Nuke. not too young apparently. Well, no, no, I was gonna say you know Nuketown from Call of Duty Black Ops. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically Call of Duty Black where, Ops. Nuketown's in the current game too. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying Nuketown in general. It originated in Black Ops, but so there was this. There was basically a whole setup like that, and they're doing nuclear testing. And Indiana Jones was like, "Oh shit, a nuke just went off," and he jumps into a fridge, and then like the nuke like uh, launches him, and he like rolls in a fridge and it climbs down. He's like, "Oh okay, that was that's I'm fine." What the hell is this movie? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I didn't I, see this. I swear to God they replaced Jump the Shark with Nuke the Fridge. Now explain well, Jump the Shark. So no. Jump the Shark, I think it was the series finale of the sitcom Happy Days. So It wasn't the finale. It might have been the final season. So what, what happened was there was an episode where Fonzie's – do you know who the Fonz is? Yeah. Yeah, so the Fonz is on, like, water skis. And he jumps this shark. And that's, it's like a point where you're kind of over the hill as as an entity or as like a TV show, as a movie mm-hmm. or something. So that's the point of like past uh, the point of no return. Jump the shark is an expression for being, ah, like some people use it. Like for, going over the top. Yeah. Like okay. you're, you're too big for, uh, for your own good or. Like, you got too popular or whatever, or you're past your prime, things like that. So it's okay. one of those expressions for you past, like, that point. Yeah. I thought I was thinking of, like, Evil Knievel. Like, Jump the Grand of, Canyon. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it was sort of like that, an Evil Knievel-type stunt. Except it was the Fonz on water skis <laughs> in the TV show Happy Days. It was at that point they just ran out of ideas. Like, hey, we got to make Fonzie do something cool. Let's have him get on water skis and jump a shark. You want to know something funny about that? So I heard an interview um, with the guy who played the Fonz, whose name's escaping me right now. Um, but he actually, when he was trying out for the show and he, he got the part, his dad always used to like tell him when he got parts, like let the director know you water ski. And he's always like, Dad, yeah, and he's always like, Dad, why the hell would what? I tell the director I water ski? He's like, just, just tell him, just tell him, just tell him. So he gets the part of the Fonz, and he's like, "Yo, oh, I can water ski, by the way. And the guy's Dude, like, okay, I'm, fa- I'm totally fat-checking that then, when I get home. And then, like, years later, he's like, oh, yeah, we got the scene. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So wow. water skis and That is shark. crazy, man. What are the chances, Full circle. Right? Yeah. What are the chances? So you never know. If you get a job, you got a talent, let them know. You yeah. might Dude, create so an iconic moment. Is that also the one that kind of, like, put him to the top, but, like, he was all just downhill from there? 
I guess. Well, it wasn't. No, it's not because he water skied. It was their idea to have that scene and where the show was at at the time. So it wasn't okay. just the fact that it was the Fonz water skiing. Maybe. I have a conspiracy theory based off this. Maybe that's how our friend Kevin here got to work for ESPN now. What? He just told the guys at ESPN. was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that I can water ski. Wait, you're working for ESPN now? Well, uh, it's Town Square Media, ESPN. They promote oh, okay. Cat Country, all them. But no, I wakeboard. I don't water ski. Okay. So, so you got your job I, telling them you could wakeboard? Yeah. Hey, I, can wakeboard. I, just, I just want to let you guys know I can wakeboard. Yeah. That was the first thing they asked in the interview. Like, oh, so like, what do you, you know, what do you, what's some of your talents? Well, you know, I wakeboard. Oh, shit. I think you should You're lie. Hired. I think you should lie in every interview ever. Just lie? Yeah. The chances of anyone checking anything, like, I worked with multiple people at my old job where they, it was a recent graduate program mm-hmm. and they never graduated college. They, like, wow. dropped out after, like, their junior year and just told them they graduated and they, like, yeah. never checked anything. Plus, the vast majority wow. of jobs don't even check references. It's only, like, the really? best of the best. Yeah. I got I was offered a job that paid 100 k a year. They gave me a callback right away and only because, like I, like, I do have a bachelor's degree, but I made sure to put that on my resume and, like, three years of retail experience. And they were willing to pay 100 k I'm like, are you Jeez. shitting me with this? Damn. Yeah, I I got a job at the CVS. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. If you're nah, like... they don't check anything. Uh, no one who interviews wants to actually interview people because they have their own job going yeah. on. So they don't they don't check at all. So yeah, tell them you wakeboard. Tell them you can water ski. Tell them whatever you need to get that job. Yeah. All right, you want to wrap it up with a fact check? We're running um, a little bit over. Yeah. So for the fact check, um, Tobias was a five year contract. Um, because you were talking about, you know, four to five. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's it's five. Okay, five um, years, 180, right? Yeah. Um, J.J. Reddick is actually in Cookville, Tennessee. That's where he grew up. Hmm. So Really? Yeah. He's from Tennessee? I didn't yeah. know that. Cool. Didn't we want to fact check the Eagles ratings? Oh, in Madden? I mean, you can. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure of all those. So the Eagles overall is 89. Their defensive rating is 84. Offense is 87. Patriots offense is 91 overall, 87 defense, 84. See, yeah, that's the point. That's what my buddy and I were so. arguing about. Okay, so I appreciate that, Kev. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It makes it seem like there's a bias against the uh, the Patriots there because they're equal on defense and better on offense. I don't know, man. I'm not here to make Madden or argue with the programmers of the game or anything. My only point is that the Eagles are absolutely a front runner for the Super Bowl this year. So. We don't have to worry about the Patriots until we get to the big game, if they even get there. It's going to be a good year of football in Philadelphia. Uh, we just got to live through baseball season and somehow find a way to make it through the rest of the summer uh, before the Eagles pick back up, what is it, like 50 days until the home opener? Something like that. <laughs> when did we say, did <laughs> we say last week was, did we say last week was 60? I think it was 60. So now it would be 53. Yeah, something around there. Something around 50 days until the birds will take on the Redskins at home to start off the NFL season. So one more week of bad Phillies baseball, and maybe next week when we come in on Wednesday, we're going to be ready to officially declare football season. We'll bring our maybe next year signs. Yep. Right now the Phillies are hanging on by a thread, and it could be a whole different story next week, but God help that organization. At least we have uh, two other good ones about to kick off. So that's everything. Uh, You guys have a good rest of your weekend, and uh, take it easy.